This episode is brought to you by Citizen M. There's no better feeling than finishing work for the day, sipping an ice-cold soda, and nuzzling down into a Citizen M bed. Recharge your brain and batteries at Citizen M Hotels. They're in the tech cities. Menlo Park, Miami, Austin, New York, San Francisco, where people like you work, sleep, and play. Book now at citizenm.com slash the journal. Werner Baumann had been CEO of Bayer, the big pharmaceutical company, for just 10 days when he showed up in St. Louis, Missouri, on the sprawling corporate campus of the agrochemical company Monsanto. He arrived there and... Monsanto thought it was sort of a get-to-know-each-other introductory meeting for Mr. Bauman to see what they're doing, how they work, meet the executives. But then Mr. Bauman brought a big surprise. He had brought this letter in which he proposed to acquire Monsanto. He read out this letter, you know, very formal, maybe a little bit German, you know. <laughs> Everything was sort of well-prepared and drafted and... Monsanto didn't think it was coming. Apparently, there was some silence. You could almost hear the jaws dropping in the room. Bauman's direct approach, so soon after he became CEO, came as a surprise. Because deals like this usually take a lot of time and courtship. But talks between the two companies move forward. And Bayer eventually convinced Monsanto to sell for $63 billion in cash. Bauman made this move because he thought it would create a new king in the agricultural sector. It would combine Bayer, one of the world's leading developers of pesticides, with the biggest seed producer, Monsanto. But there was one big risk that Bauman underestimated, and it had to do with one of Monsanto's most well-known products, a weed killer called Roundup, that some people claimed caused cancer. Today on the show, Werner Baumann's epic miscalculation. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business, and power. I'm Kate Leinbaugh. And I'm Ryan Knudsen. It's Monday, December 9th. Werner Baumann today is 57 years old. He's, you know, relatively tall, slender guy. He always wears these round glasses, his very short hair, speaks in this accent from the Rhineland region. Ruth Bender is based in Germany and writes about the country's biggest companies. He was born there in a small city near the Bayer headquarters. Bayer is a very old traditional German company. It's 156 years old, very tradition-rich, It has mainly been known for inventing aspirin in the late 19th century. In its more recent history, Bayer expanded from pharmaceuticals into a whole range of industries, including agriculture. And in 2015, the agricultural industry was in the middle of transformation. Dow Chemicals had merged with DuPont. Syngenta ended up being bought by a Chinese company called ChemChina. With so many of its rivals merging, Bauman felt Bayer had to make a move of its own. He wasn't yet CEO, but he was put in charge of figuring out what that move should be. He was made strategy chief, and his main task then was to play through the different scenarios, different options of how Bayer could play a role in this whole transformation of the industry landscape. 
Bauman was a real numbers guy. So he analyzed the market conditions and sized up various businesses and began making a plan. Werner Bauman, if you speak to people who've worked with him over the years or know him today, they always say that he is extremely smart, very clever, that he's fastidious, you know, structural, organized in his thinking, rational. Some people say, you know, he he comes to meetings with his little notes or at some time he carried around these huge binders with all these detailed reports of different business units and everything was labeled with little tags and colors so that he could find some number if he didn't know it off the top of his head. But a lot of people say he doesn't even need that because he just remembers everything. So as strategy chief, Bauman had done his homework. And he decided he wanted Bayer to buy Monsanto. To Werner Bauman, Monsanto was the perfect fit for Bayer. Bayer had a large collection of pesticides. So combining that with Monsanto's seeds and expertise in high-tech crops to him was an enormous combination. A, it would make it the largest seeds and pesticides company in the world. It would give it enormous potential in research and development. Obviously, it would save a lot of costs. So to Bauman, this deal looked like the perfect deal on paper. Exactly. He had his tables. Everybody says he spent hours going through, you know, how much cash it would generate and money that could then channel through to other businesses and, you know, really make Bayer thrive. It was very complimentary. Both sides had something to bring. Yeah, on paper, uh, it was perfect. Then, in May 2016, Bauman became CEO and very quickly put his plan into action. There are only 10 days in between him taking over and the moment where he launched his first offer to buy Monsanto. He didn't just pull that out of his arm. It was already by the time he actually became CEO, he was then in a position to make his move. When investors learned of Bauman's plan, they weren't enthusiastic, to say the least. Bayer's stock fell by more than 5% the day the news of the offer became public. Some of them thought it made more sense for Bayer to buy another pharmaceutical company, not a seed company. Plus, Bayer would have to take on billions in debt to pay for the deal. And Monsanto didn't have the world's greatest reputation. Environmental groups have attacked the company for its genetically modified crops. There was something else, too. A few months before Bauman made his offer, a respected international health agency issued a safety warning about a chemical inside one of Monsanto's products, a product called Roundup. Roundup is a key product for Monsanto. It's an herbicide, kills weeds, used professionally on farms. It's used by hobby gardeners. People use it to kill weeds in their backyard. You can buy it everywhere. You know, it's not very expensive. And its active ingredient, which was invented by Monsanto in the 1970s, is called glyphosate. Roundup is the brand. Uh, glyphosate is the chemical. In the spring of 2015, an agency, part of the World Health Organization called the International Agency for Research on Cancer, classified glyphosate, which is the active ingredient in Roundup, as probably causing cancer in humans. This warning from the World Health Organization was based on a review of scientific research about glyphosate. And after it came out, a few things started to happen. 
Within a few months, countries like the Netherlands and Italy had imposed restrictions on where and how glyphosate products could be used. And in the U.S., people were starting to sue Monsanto, saying Roundup was causing their cancer. But Bauman wasn't worried. First of all, Bayer didn't acquire Monsanto to get its hands on Roundup. Today, Roundup accounts for something like 5% of Bayer's total sales. And at this point, there were only a few plaintiffs. And Bayer says it checked out the science and concluded Roundup didn't cause cancer. Plus, Bayer was used to dealing with lawsuits against its products, like one cholesterol medication called Bacol. Bacol in the early 2000s, over which uh, Bayer faced thousands of lawsuits, plunged the company to deep crisis. Bacol was taken off the market. And plaintiffs said the drug caused serious side effects and even accidental deaths. But Bayer made it through just fine. They had to restructure, fire a bunch of people. But they won crucial trials, and eventually they settled for just over $1 billion and without admission of guilt. And that was far less than what investors had feared, actually, at the time. So they got out of it pretty well, and Bayer's defense even became somewhat of a success story in the legal world. If this strategy had worked for Bayer in the past, Bauman figured he could do the same thing again if it ever came to that. They thought it's manageable. You know, in pharmaceuticals, you often have a drug that's been causing problems and gets pulled from the market. And you can calculate how many people have used it so you know about how many people it totally might face. And you can calculate a number that would make sense to settle. Reassured by that experience, Bauman moved forward, and Bayer bought Monsanto, and in the process, acquired something they weren't counting on. This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is brought to you by ServiceNow, the AI platform for business transformation. AI is only as powerful as the platform it's built into. Enter ServiceNow. It puts AI to work for people, for employees, for developers, and even your customers, removing frustration and supercharging productivity. On our intelligent platform, AI isn't just a promise. It's happening today. That's why the world works with ServiceNow. Tap the banner to learn more or visit servicenow.com slash AI for people. In buying Monsanto, Bayer's CEO Bauman thought he was making a move that would secure the company's future. But Bayer wasn't even in full control of Monsanto yet when the trouble started in August of 2018. This morning, fallout from a monumental verdict. Friday, a jury in San Francisco found biochemical giant Monsanto liable for former school groundskeeper Dwayne Johnson's cancer. Dwayne Johnson was suffering from a kind of cancer called non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, and he was said to only have a few months to live. Johnson sued Monsanto, alleging the weed killer Roundup had caused his cancer. And a jury agreed with him. All right, I will now read the verdict in the matter of Dwayne Johnson, plaintiff versus Monsanto company defendant. 
This was the first roundup decision against Bayer. The jury awarded Johnson $300 million in damages. Would ordinary consumers have recognized the potential risks? Answer, no. Did Monsanto fail to adequately warn of the potential risks? Answer, yes. Was the lack of sufficient warnings a substantial factor in causing harm to Mr. Johnson? Answer, yes. That amount, almost $300 million in awards that this California jury decided to award to this plaintiff, sent shockwaves through top management stock. I think they lost something like $10 billion in market cap over the next couple of days. Johnson's award got knocked down to $78 million after Bayer appealed. But after that first ruling, the number of lawsuits and the amount the company owed in damages exploded. There were other cases after that. There were two more verdicts, different three in total um, jury verdicts since then. And the number of award actually just skyballed. The last one was over $2 billion. All of these amounts were later reduced. Bayer, you know, appealed or did some kind of post-trial motions to have the numbers reduced. But right now we're talking about 190 million that have been awarded in only three cases. And right now Bayer is counting a total of 42,700 cases pending. But while juries are finding that Roundup caused cancer, the science is less conclusive. Yes, the World Health Organization said glyphosate is probably carcinogenic, but they also caveat it by saying the research is based largely on studies on animals, and there's limited evidence when it comes to humans. More broadly, there isn't a scientific consensus on Roundup, and regulators around the world are split. Some authorities, including the EPA in the U.S., don't feel the evidence is strong enough to recall the product or even put a warning label on the bottle— But in other places, officials don't want to take a chance. They've banned or restricted Roundup. Bayer continues to stand by the product. Bayer argues that science overwhelmingly backs their view that it's not causing cancer, that it's not harmful to the environment. You know, there's a dispute among scientists of how you should analyze that and what it should say and whether or not it's harmful. Bayer basically refutes these accusations. They've been appealing all the cases, and they argue that around the world, regulators overwhelmingly back their view that it's safe. And this has not gone over well for Bayer's business. Investors are selling off the company's stock in droves. At one point, Bayer had lost nearly 60% of its market value, which means that the combined value of Bayer and Monsanto was worth less than what Bayer paid for Monsanto alone. Investors want to know how Bauman could have made such a miscalculation, which is why at a shareholder meeting in April, Bauman earned himself a pretty unwanted distinction. There we are in April at this meeting. These meetings are generally quite boring, attended by a lot of pensioners who go there and listen to the numbers, which everybody already knows. They sit around and then just wait for the buffet to open at the end. Well, here it wasn't the case. The room was dead silent when Werner Bauman took to the stage. You could tell he was nervous. 
and he'd made this long speech. It was really silent in the room, and the whole meeting lasted over 12 hours. In Germany, shareholder meetings end with a vote of confidence in the CEO. And these votes are usually just a formality. Normally, they gain something like 95, 99% of approval. Well, here for the first time in Germany's post-war history, Werner Baumann didn't pass the test. 55% of the shareholders refused to express their confidence. So he lost the confidence vote, which was really never been seen in Germany before. Bauman had just completely underestimated how big and how serious the litigation was going to become and how fast the lawsuits would pile up. What people often tell me is the fact that Bayer has fought so many product litigation cases before in the pharma world has made them sort of think that they're invincible. And they actually said in the first conference call when they were finally allowed to publicly talk about it as the new owner of Monsanto, they said, look, we have better experience than Monsanto. We're better at this. You know, we can fight this and hmm. we can win this. Bayer's stock has since recovered slightly, and Bauman survived the no-confidence vote, thanks in part to the support of the company's chairman. And right now, the company is trying to settle all of the cases. I'm not really sure how to feel about Bayer and everything that's happened to the company since it acquired Monsanto. You know, it's suffered sort of the wrath of investors, but at the same time, there are all these people that have cancer that are suffering that I'm sure don't care about how a company feels. You know what I mean? The thing to understand is Bayer never saw a situation that's life-threatening to anybody, right? So it's not like they calculated, okay, well, maybe there are a few people who get sick. It's not a big deal. You know, we can we can find a solution. It's not going to cost us more than $5 billion. It's still going to be worth buying. That's not what I understood happened. Some people who know Bear, who've worked with them, and who also know all these characters involved have said sometimes to me that they think it's just such an emotional issue that maybe that's where they were wrong. That's where they didn't calculate the entire thing well enough, you know, or didn't see that coming. Because if you have in a room, you know, a sick man who doesn't have maybe more than a year to live, and on the other side, a big corporation with a lot of money and tens of lawyers in the room arguing the opposite, how is a jury of just regular people going to decide? And how's the public going to view it? What do you think the plaintiffs want to see happen? Well, the plaintiffs, you know, these are people who are suffering. They're sick. A lot of them probably don't have much time to live. Others are in remission. But I think with everybody who's ill, they want to see justice. I think they want somebody to be responsible for it. Why didn't Bayer see this coming? Well, that's the question everybody is wondering about. Seems like they just miscalculated the human reaction. Bayer is currently researching alternatives for Roundup. It also wants to find a solution which would protect the company from more lawsuits cropping up in the future. And that's a difficult thing because Bayer is still selling Roundup in stores all across the U.S.,
That's all for today, Monday, December 9th. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and The Wall Street Journal. If you like the show, follow us on Spotify or wherever you listen. We're out every weekday afternoon. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.